Hello and welcome to the new channel. Our passion transforms a community that sees and shares all things new. The new channel. The new channel. Hashtag TNC now. The views, opinions, and insights expressed in the following shows are those of the host, producers, guests, and viewers. They do not necessarily reflect the position of the channel. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi, this is Attorney Paul Sangalang and I'm streaming live from Quezon City. You are watching Ask Attorney Paul on TNC. Viewing and listening to our contents do not create any client-lawyer relationship. Whatever comments and recommendations that we give during our sessions are strictly for educational, information, and training purposes only. Please engage a trusted and reliable lawyer for legal advice and professional services. Thank you. Good day, magandang araw, and we are... On our episode 13, this is season 1 of Ask Attorney Paul Season Ender. Ito po ang huli nating episode for this season pero wag po kayong mag-alala. After a season break of about one month, babalik po tayo because this is a commitment. This is an advocacy. So uh, what are you waiting for? Share, share, po, share, share nyo po ito sa mga friends nyo, sa mga colleagues. Share nyo po itong ating link dito para naman mapanood nila ang season ender. And marami po tayong inihanda. No? May mga prepared questions po tayo. Meron tayong studio uh, invited guests. And also, kung may mga questions po kayo. If you have questions, what can you do? No? Sasagutin po natin yan. Kaya nga ang programa natin is Ask Attorney Paul. Itanong kay Attorney Paul. Ibig sabihin, kung may mga questions po kayo, within the limited time that we have from 10 a.m., to 11 a.m., we only have one hour, remember that. We will check the comment section sa ating live stream because right now we're streaming live. It's August 4 and it's a Friday. And if you are watching as a live viewer, punta po kayo, go to the comment section whether you are watching live on Facebook, watching live via YouTube, or LinkedIn, no? In the comment section, just key in, type in, post nyo po, post your questions. And later on, we will pick them up, read them, and answer them to the best of our abilities. 
So ihanda nyo na po yung mga questions nyo. Exercise your fingers. And but before anything else po pala, we have to do our opening prayer. Ginagawa po natin lagi to para every time tayo po magkaroon ng session ng Ask Attorney Paul, tayo po laging inspired, enlightened, blessed ng ating Holy Spirit. So Sigrid, let's do our opening prayer. And I invite everyone, all our viewers and listeners to join us in praying to our Almighty God. Let's go. In the name of the Father, Sigrid. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Loving Father, we humbly come before you in gratitude for the victories and challenges of the spiritual way. We thank you for all the blessings, mercy, and kindness you have bestowed on us and our families. We ask for your forgiveness for our sinfulness and shortcomings. We ask for your guidance, knowledge, and understanding for today's legal coaching session as you continue to open our hearts, minds, and all our human faculties for the new learnings that we will receive and encounter today. Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Sigrid, for leading our prayer. And so... Bless na po tayo and we believe that the Holy Spirit is within our midst to enlighten us, to guide us, to give us counsel, understanding, and fortitude para po sa mga katanungan na ating harapin. And meron po tayong prepared question. Every session of Ask Attorney Paul, we go on a survey, we ask people, nagpapadala po kami ng mga questionnaires, and then we, we select ito po mga frequently asked question. And for the last episode, episode 13, ito po yung ating prepared or selected question from clients, from our members, from our viewers. Uh, let's see the slide. Ano po itong nakalagay dito? Yan, Miss Sigrid, can you read please? Question number one. Attorney Paul, I was dismissed for stealing a canned tuna worth less than 100 pesos. Mm -hmm. Can I file a labor complaint against my employer? Okay. So, ito pong situation na to, it can happen to a lot of companies and to a lot of employees. no? And sometimes this is intentional, sometimes unintentional. But given the simple frame, how the question is framed, no, there's a lot of things to consider. That's why the short answer to this question is yes. The short answer is yes. No? However, even if the employee can file a labor complaint, diba? remember, huh? filing a complaint is different from winning the case. Magkaiba po yan. So, ang punta po tayo sa pinaka-question employee, na-dismiss siya. For whatever reason siya na-dismiss, whether uh, stealing a can of tuna worth less than 100 pesos for performance, for absences, or for whatever reason siya na-dismiss. No? 
it's the right of an employee to file a labor complaint. No? Karapatan po yan. And the Department of Labor and Employment, the National Labor Relations Commission, the Office of the Labor Arbiter will entertain all complaints from workers and from employees. No? And then, bibigyan naman ng due process yan. So the employer will be given an opportunity to, uh, to address the issue, to settle, kung isa-settle, kung wala namang settlement, magpa-file ng position paper yung employee at yung employer and then magkakaroon ng decision. Malalaman kung sino ang tama at kung sino ang mali. So, going back. So, the short answer is yes. Any employee, any worker can file a labor complaint against their employer if, if, if they feel that they were, uh, their rights have been violated, no? Karapatan po yan. However, it does not assure na mananalo po si worker. Hindi po yan guarantee na kung mag-file siya ng complaint, mananalo si employee. Of course, based on evidence, based on the circumstances, based on the facts of the case, the witnesses, and other factors po, malalaman natin kung sino ang tama at kung sino ang mali. Okay, so that's the answer to that question. Now, Going into the merits, may chance bang manalo? Will the employee who was dismissed for allegedly stealing one canned tuna, no? isang delata na tuna, no? worth less than 100 pesos na dismiss siya because of that incident, mananalo ba siya? So that's probably the second question nitong, nitong uh, ni Juan de la Cruz. No? That's the that's the second question. May chance ba siyang manalo o matatalo lang yung case niya? Now, the answer to that question, of, of, of course, is it depends. No? Sabi ko nga kanina, depende po yan sa evidence. Dapat kasi, if this case is not going to be settled and the parties would be required to submit their respective position papers, then the employer must prove that there is really evidence that the employee committed theft. No? Ang tawag po dito, whether it is, let's say, the value of the item is just 100 pesos, sabi nating 50 pesos, 20 pesos, 100 pesos, 500 pesos, which is uh, compared to a larger amount is insignificant. No, Still, it's still the crime of theft. Pagnanakaw pa rin po yan. And when theft, ang pagnanakaw, ay committed by an, an employee, no? pag employee po ang gumawa ng pagnanakaw ng theft, it is qualified. That's why it's called qualified theft. No? At mas mataas po ang penalty dyan. No? Hindi po tinitingnan kasi sa qualified theft is the amount. So whether it's 50 pesos, 20 pesos, kahit po piso yan, no? Stealing is stealing. And if it is committed by an, an employee against the employer, ano pa po yan? Mas grabe pa po yan. Why? Because there is an abuse of trust, no? Inabuso yung trust, no? Because when you have an employee, there is supposed to be a, a relationship of trust and confidence. Dapat, di ba? Kaya nga, kumbaga parang ano yan eh? internal no 
meron dapat trust and confidence between the employer and the employee. And if the employee commits theft or stealing, pag nanakaw, pilferage against the employer, it's a breach of trust. No, parang inabuso niya yung trust. That's why the penalty for qualified theft is higher than ordinary theft. Pag ang nagnakaw po ay stranger, outsider, hindi siya employee, no, meron pong uh, penalty dyan in accordance with the value of the amount stolen or attempted to be stolen. Now, pag employee po, no, mas mataas yung penalty because nga qualified po yung theft. Mas mas grabe, no? Why? Because parang kung sa Tagalog uh, ang tawag diyan bantay sa lakay, no? Ikaw dapat as an employee ang nagbabantay, nag-aalaga ng mga items, ng mga property, ng pondo, ng pera ng employer mo. Pero ikaw mismo ang nagnanakaw, kaya po mas mataas ang penalty. Now, kung mapatunayan ni employer na talaga namang nagnakaw si employee, Therefore, valid po ang decision ng employer to dismiss the employee because that's a crime. It's not only a crime, but it's a willful breach of trust and confidence. Now, kailangan pong may evidence, may substantial evidence. Hindi po pwedeng suspicion lang. No? Pag hindi matibay ang evidence ni employer against the employee, or dismissing the employee, then pwedeng manalo si employee. Because hindi po pwedeng haka-haka lang, no? na ayun, suspecha lang. Hindi po pwedeng mere suspicion. Kailangan po talaga may substantial evidence. Otherwise, the employee could win the case. No? Could win the case dahil ano siya, uh, lumalabas na, na, na pagbintangan lang siya and he's actually innocent of the charges. Now, there are many uh, possible situation dito sa scenario na ito. Kasi what are the possible defenses of the employee? Uh, one possible defense ng employee ay hindi naman niya talaga binalak na magnakaw kasi meron po tayong tinatawag na tanimbala, di ba? Nare-remember niyo pa ba yon sa ating international airport? May mga passengers na na na, na haharang sa x-ray, tapos may nakikitang uh, bala, di ba? Pero sa totoo lang, sindikato yun. Hindi naman talaga pag-smuggle ng bala yung passenger. No? So, malay natin, baka yung employee na taniman lang siya. No? Kasi, syempre, mga workers, mga employees, when they go to work, sometimes they bring their bags, their backpack, no? yung shoulder bag nila or body bag. And hindi natin alam, sa liit na kantuna na yan, no? minsan ganito lang kaliit yan, pwede po yung ipasok sa mga bag, sa mga backpack ng mga employees na hindi nila alam. No? Ang tawag dyan, planted, planted evidence. So that is one possible defense ng isang employee na bakit naman niya isusugal yung kanyang employment. Uh, sa pagkaliit-liit na bagay, less than 100 pesos, isusugal niya yung kanyang trabaho, yung kanyang integritad, yung kanyang honor, di ba? Yung aabusuhin niya yung trust and confidence ng kanyang employer. Bakit naman niya gagawin yun? Nangyayari po yan minsan, no? May mga employees po talaga na napag-initan ng mga kaaway nila dun sa company at nagiging biktima. So, possibly po yan, no? And, uh, well, depende po nga yan sa evidence. So, if the employee can prove that 
he has really no intention to steal uh, na na planted lang siya or whatever no or na nakalimutan lang niya may mga nang nangyayari pong ganyan no wala namang intention like na ilagay mo sa bulsa isang item company property maliit lang na bagay na pinahawakan sa iyo and then naipasok mo sa bulsa tapos wala kang kamalay-malay na nasa bulsa mo pala paglabas mo doon sa gate nakapkapan ka ng guard ayan o di syempre huli ka nakapkapan ka ng guard magre-report yung guard incident report attempted theft no pero kung wala ka talagang balak magnakaw lalo na napaka-insignificant item then that's your defense now titimbangin po ang mga ebidensya titimbangin ang mga defenses, ang arguments ng both the employer and the employee. At at the end of the day, the labor arbiter, the Department of Labor and Employment will make a decision na fair and just to the to both parties, no? Yan. So ang maganda po diyan, no, ito, this is just my personal uh, recommendation for both the employer and the employee. Pag yung mga ganyang bagay, although hindi po talaga tinitingnan yung yung value, no? Whether it's 50 pesos, it's 100 pesos. Step is step. Pag nanakaw is pag nanakaw. And talaga pong mawawala ng tiwala ang management. Mawawala ng tiwala ang employers, isang employee na nagkaroon ng ganyang incident report. Na may nagnakaw or may attempted na pag nanakaw. However, no, dahil ang, ang amount ay uh, maliit na bagay lang. 100 pesos, 50 pesos. Sa akin po, no, ang recommendation ko dyan is... Uh, Pag-usapan, siguro kung ako yung management, no? although talagang uh, magdududa na ako sa integrity, sa honesty, sa trustworthiness ng employee who who was part of that incident report na may attempted theft or theft. No? However, uh, under the circumstances, kung meron pong pagdududa, if there is doubt na itong employee na ito baka hindi naman talaga niya in-intention ng magnakaw, no? Wala, wala talaga based on the facts and circumstances kasi yan eh. Ah, uh, pwede siguro bigyan ng one more chance, no? Benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt kasi insignificant naman yung amount pero sasabihan po natin yung employee, alam mo, nagkaroon ka ng incident, yung tiwala ko sa iyo hindi na 100%. So patunayan mo na ikaw talaga ay trustworthy, galingan mo ang serbisyo, patunayan mo na ikaw talaga ay uh, hindi uh, nagkasala dito, I'm going to give you another chance. Total, maliit lang naman yung amount. So that's one possibility. However, if based on evidence, may CCTV, no, may modus operandi, marami pong modus operandi ng mga employees, ng mga workers na talagang may intention po talaga na masama, magnakaw talaga. Isa, isa sa mga situations na yung talagang, talagang pinlano na magnakaw, yung eh, isang ma let's say yung yung can can tuna or can sardines kunwari basura ilalagay po yan common na modus operandi to eh. ilalagay sa garbage can or sa garbage bag pero alam naman natin hindi garbage no so kunwari yon may witness may CCTV nakita na talagang nilagay doon tapos ilalabas kunwari nandoon sa basurahan and then babalikan may mga ganyang modus operandi po Yun, obvious na obvious yun, na talagang masama ang intensyon. Doon po, kahit po yan ay 50 pesos, kahit po yan ay 20 pesos, kahit yan ay 100 pesos, kitang-kita po natin na talagang may masamang balak, may premeditation, pinlano, ma maitim yung budi ng employee na yun. No? Pinag-interesan yung dilata. 
So sa mga ganun po, yon kung matibay po talagang evidence, talagang kung pinlano, binalak, yan po, talagang walang patawad po dyan. No? Hindi po mapagkatiwalaan yung mga ganun empleyado. Okay, so yan po ang uh, answer ko. Kung may mga uh, clarifications or questions or follow-up questions, Miss Sigrid, tingnan nga natin sa ating mga audience, sa mga live viewer, baka may mga katanungan sila. Meron dito, sir, from Mr. Joel Digia. Hi, Attorney Paul. Follow-up question regarding theft. What if employee or under-service contractor nagnakaw sa client premises na pinag-deployan niya? Sino mm-hmm. po ang may authority na magkaso sa tao? Is it our principal or the employer? Okay, so the employer, yung agency, or yung co-op, kung siya, ma- siya, kung siya ang employer, ang kanya pong uh, authority is administrative only because as the employer, siya ang may administrative jurisdiction over the employment status and accountability of the employee. No? So pwede niyang i-terminate, pwede niyang i-dismiss. No? And then uh, accountability, kung uh, siningil si contractor, siningil si agency ng client principal, then pwede niyang bawiin doon sa employee. But that's, ano lang yan, administrative. For purposes of criminal case, ang talaga pong may legal standing to file a complaint for theft pag nanakaw ay yung owner. Whoever is the owner, whoever is the victim, is the appropriate complainant. So kung ang item, pag-aari, pera, uh, property is owned by the principal client, no? it's the principal client. Siya po ang may d- dapat magkaso ng criminal case. No? For criminal case. For the administrative case, since hindi naman niya empleyado yun, no? yung dismissal at accountability, trabaho po yun ng contractor, trabaho yun ng agency or ng co-op na employer nung deployed uh, worker or deployed employee. So, ganun po yun. Ngayon, uh, pwede naman po kasi ang client principal can issue an authorization, no? special power of attorney or board resolution authorizing the contractor to represent to represent the client principal in a criminal case. Allowed naman po yan as long as there's a board resolution, valid authorization, or special power of attorney as the case may be, then the contractor or the agency or the co-op who is the employer of the deployed worker may, may ano, as a representative of the owner of the stolen property, yon pwede pong mag-file, no? But only as a representative. Okay, may follow-up question ba si Joel? Thanks for your question. By the way, maganda yung tanong mo. Nangyayari po talaga yan. Kasi nga, di ba, uh, nangyayari po yan. Maraming mga outsource workers and then nandun sila nagtatrabaho sa premises or sa workplace ng client principal and then ang ninanakawan ay yung kliyente. No. Okay. Meron pa may follow-up question on the subject matter, Miss Sigrid? Um as of now wala, pero may mga kasunod about probationary employee. Ah, uh, oh sige. So, uh, pagbigyan natin, no? Si uh, si Nicole Bayan, Nicole. Yes. Okay, let's read her question. Hello attorney Paul, can you please tell us the proper way of the probationary can we dismiss them effective immediately if it's about their performance 
Okay, so probationary employee. Ang probationary employee po is an employee who is under observation during the probationary period, which should not be, as a general rule, which should not be more than six months. Yan po yung under the labor code that is the maximum period for the probationary period. During the probationary period, observation period po yan. The employee is being tried and tested kung qualified siya to become a regular employee. So ano po ang proper way if the probationary employee does not meet the expectations or standards of the company or the employer? Paano po ba ang proper way to let go, to, to dismiss a probationary employee? Now first things first, kailangan po proper muna yung hiring ng probationary employee. Hindi po basta sinabihan na, sinabi natin, nilabel natin, we put a label on a certain employee that he is a probationary employee. Hindi po ibig sabihin talagang probationary employee na po siya. There are requirements under the labor code and our rules and regulation before an employee can be considered as a probationary employee. First things first, kailangan pong may reasonable standards to qualify for probationary employment. No? Ano po itong reasonable standards na to? These are the criteria. These are the, sometimes we call this KPI or Key Performance Indicator. These are the targets. These are the goals, the quota, no? the expectations, reasonable expectations of the employer para po consider na pasado, qualified, si probationary employee to be promoted to a regular employee. That's the most important requirement. Kung wala po tayong standards, criteria, no? mga scorecards, kung wala po tayong ganyan, uh, the employee is considered regular from the first day of employment. No? Regular po. Kasi hindi ko mo sinabihan mo, oh, probationary ka. Probationary na po talaga siya. Hindi. No? Kung walang reasonable standards, to qualify for regular employment, the employee that you hired, even if you label them as probationary, is actually regular from day one. So that's the first thing. Second requirement is those reasonable standards must be uh, communicated, must be conveyed to the employee on, on or before the first day of work. Actually, according to the labor code, these reasonable standards must be given to the employee at the time of engagement, no? at the time of hiring. Dapat binibigay na natin yung reasonable standards na to dun sa employee. So there should be reasonable standards. Uh, the, the, the standards must be given to the employee at the time of hiring and that will make the employee a probationary employee. Now, during the probationary period and after observing, evaluating the employee and uh, conduct, giving the employee feedback and training and the, you are not satisfied based on the reasonable standards for regularization, the employee failed to meet your standards. No, What's the process now? So simple notice lang po yan. It's just a, not a notice, a piece of paper, a written document notifying the employee of the results of the evaluation. Sasabihin nyo lang po, uh, in-evaluate ka namin, in-observe ka namin, and unfortunately, you did not meet our expectation based on the reasonable standards that we have provided when we hired you. When we hired you, binigyan ka namin ng criteria, binigyan ka namin ng standards, and we scored you, nag, nag, we graded you, we rated you. 
we reviewed, evaluated, and everything, we determined that, sorry, uh, you did not pass. So, yun lang po. And then, uh, after that, the employees considered dismissed na. No? Terminated na siya. So, that's how you dismiss a probationary employee. Okay? Any follow-up question regarding that from Ms. Nicole? Kung wala naman, meron ba? Wala ba? Wala Ms. pa naman. Okay, then, then we can go to our second question. Meron tayong studio uh, participants. No? May studio guest tayo na nag-submit ng question earlier. Ayan. Can we bring uh, Miss B to uh, our studio? Ayan, Miss B, ito yung Good morning. Good morning. Miss Sigrid, basahin mo muna yung question number two and then we'll allow Miss B to uh, elaborate itong uh, background ng kanyang question. So for Miss B, for project contract employee, in case of pre-termination, do we need to pay the remaining unexpired portion of the contract? Reason is end of project service. If the employee is holding a project contract for two years and the client has decided to end the project service, are the claims will be computed based on the year of service or on the basis of the remaining unexpired portion? Okay, thank you, Ms. Sigrid, for reading it. And Ms. B, can you give us the background? What do you mean by um, what do you mean by pre-termination? No, give, give us an example. Yes. Hi. Good morning, Attorney. Good morning, po sa lahat. Ah, uh, yun kasi Attorney, ano kam? Part din ako ng ano ng parang manpower. Uh, okay. Oh. Uh, services. Uh, patulad ito, attorney, kasi siyempre, di ba, attorney, pag hinar natin yung tao for a, pro a certain project, merong mm -hmm. start and end date. However, yes. yung client namin uh, has decided na give us para at least a 30-day notice na inform kami na hindi na nila matatapos yung okay. entire a year of the contract na pinag-usapan. Mm -hmm. Ngayon, mm -hmm. parang, sir, ay, parang attorney, merong five months pa na natitira. Uh, na natitira. Hmm. Yun, okay. attorney, ang, ang ano namin, ang ano namin, yun, ang, ang gusto ko lang itanong, attorney, kung ano ba yung magiging formula natin? Do we have to pay the unexpired portion o magbe-base siya sa um, tenure? Kasi, attorney, willing, in fairness naman, willing naman magbayad si, si, ano, si client. Ryan. However, gusto lang namin ma-define kung ano yung magiging ano content yes. ng aming ano yung letter. And of course, syempre attorney, ano rin yung tama doon sa tao. Yes. So, uh, pupunta po tayo doon sa labor code, no? We will uh, determine the proper answer based on what the labor code provides. So, the situation kung termination of employment po ang mangyayari dito no kasi ganito no because sabi nyo, you are a contractor you are a service provider if the decision is really to terminate the employment kasi it's possible na ilipat nyo lang sila to another ano eh, to another client to another principal di ba so that will not result in the termination of their employment lilipat lang sila from one client to another one project to another however Kung talagang the decision is really to let them go and to end their employment with you, then 
uh, according to the renumbered labor code article uh, 298 no this will result to uh, an authorized cause no uh, under authorized cause cessation of undertaking or partial closure of business the compensation that the employee will receive is separation pay based on the number of years of service so yun po yun so um kung papatakpo ito sa either sa partial closure or sa cessation of undertaking then the separation pay is whichever is higher of the two ito po yung option nyo one month pay that's the first option and the second option is half month pay for every year of service whichever is higher so yun ang pagpipilian nyo so either half month pay for every year of service or one month pay whichever is higher no so kung maiksi pa lang let's say uh, less than a year pa lang itong mga taong to let's say 5 months then whichever is higher is one month pay yun po ang marireceive nila pero kung sila po ay mahaba ng nagtatrabaho then baka po maging mas mataas yung pagkinumpute natin yung half month pay for every year of service kasi Pag mas mahaba ang year of service nila, multiplied by half month, baka mas maging mataas na yan sa one month pay. Yun po yung magiging... Ay, attorney, kahit uh, the employee is holding a project contract, ano? Yes, opo. Kasi hindi naman na-complete yung, yung project eh. Mm -hmm. Yes, okay. kasi yeah. ang uh, ang ang in, ang uh, tanong niyo Miss B is uh, pre-termination of the project kasi ganito po. Pag pag na pag project employee talaga sila at na-complete yung project, then wala po tayong babayaran na any separation pay because the the project was completed. Oh, yun po yun. So yeah. under the rule, a project employee that was able to allowed to complete the project is not entitled to separation pay. Yes, now, uh, ngayon, ganito po, no? Kasi marami pong complication dito sa labor yeah. natin, eh. Okay. Now, ang sabi nyo po kasi is project contract employee. Now, we have to distinguish magkaiba po ang contractual employee o yung tinatawag nating fixed-termer, fixed-term employee at project employee under our labor law uh, although at, at first glance, parang pareho lang yung project employee or yung tinatawag natin sometimes project-based employee, magkaiba po ang treatment sa kanila from contract-based or fixed-term or contractual employee. These are two dis separate classifications of employment. No? Pag sinabi po natin kasing project employee, sila po ay tied up sa isang specific project. So, ang kanila pong term of employment is coterminous with the project. A yes, project, A project is required to have a project employee. Now, ang, ang, a, ngayon po, ang, what is a project? A project is an undertaking like construction of a building. Now, sometimes nadidelay po yan. Sometimes na-advance ang completion. So because a project employee is coterminous with a project, pag ang project po ay natapos ng mas maaga, let's say in, in a project, estimated date of completion is one year. Pero 
magaling kayo as a contractor natapos nyo in seven months yung estimated one year. What happens? Tapos na yung building eh, na binubuo nyo eh. So because the project employee is coterminous with the project, it is not called pre-termination. It is called completion of the project. So kahit seven months pa lang po yan, at ang agreement nyo is one year, no? completed na yung project. Eh. So because the employment is coterminous with the completion of the project, wala pong marireceive na separation pay yung employee. Why? Because it is not pre-termination. It is completion. Yun nga lang, mabilis na natapos. And uh, by custom, ang, ang ginagawa po dyan ng employer is binibigyan ng completion bonus. Hindi po separation pay ang binibigay. Binibigyan ng completion bonus yung mga project employee, lalong-lalo na kung natapos nila ng mas maaga yung project. Why? Because it saves a lot of uh, money for the contractor and for the project owner. So yan po yan. Now, iba po ang usapan pag contractual or fixed termer yung employee. Kasi ang contractual or fixed term employee, yan po ay hindi coterminous with a certain project. Meron pong pinag-usapan na period, fixed term. No? Pag ang usapan natin, one year, one year po yan. Pag, pag sinabing ayaw ko na ng seven months, yan po ang tinatawag nating pre-termination. Why? Because we're not talking of any project that's going to be completed. We're talking about a fixed period or a fixed term of one year. Pag hindi na finish yung one year na yan, then that's called pre-termination. Kasi wala po tayong pinag-uusapan project. Kaya po important. Kasi dito sa question nyo, baka nalilito kayo. We have to distinguish first if the employee is a project employee or a contractual employee because the treatment is different. Yes, attorney. Clear naman po. Clear naman. Okay, may may second question pa ba kayo or nas nasagot ko ba yung nasagot question? Nasagot na nasagot attorney. Thank you. Thank you attorney. Okay. Thank you, Okay, thank you Miss B for your question. May katanungan ba tayo from our live viewers? Miss Sigrid. Yes, sir. Actually, madami na sila sunod-sunod na, sir. Okay. Um, yung next po is from Miss Melanie Cardenas. As niya, sir, is how about po if 10 years regular na po sa isang BPO company, mm -hmm. then dun po sa isang account na nilipatan niya, ID na po siya nakaposa sa mga KPIs. Pwede na po ba siya matanggal sa work? Okay, good question. Thank you, Miss Melanie, for your question. So, regular na siya and 10 years working already. So, kanina... Earlier, kung napakinig nyo, kung naabutan mo, Melanie, I was um, explaining about how to let go, how to dismiss a probationary employee. But now, we're talking about a regular employee. Na? Hindi, lang, hindi lang regular. 10 years of service na siya. So, different po ang process pag regular na. Ang probationary employee kasi may window of opportunity to conduct an evaluation and observation at if the employee does not pass the KPI or the standards or other criteria for regularization, then inonotify lang si employee, sorry, because you're probationary, you, you cannot be promoted to regular. Now, different na po ang scenario once the employee is already regular. And if the employee is not 
meeting the standards, the expectations, the performance standards, expectation, the KPI of the employer, hindi po pwedeng gawin yung ginawa doon sa probationary employee. No? Ano po, kailangan mas mahaba ang pasensya ng employer. Why? Because regular na si employee. The employee has proven that uh, he's really qualified. no? He has really met all the standards before. Now, bumabagsak na nga yung kanyang performance. So, uh, kailangan po ng due process. no? And kailangan bigyan ng several opportunities employee to improve. Why? Because he's already regular. no? By the way, no? if you will read the labor code, kung babasahin niyo po yung labor code, the, the grounds that were enumerated there for the valid termination of employment, wala pong nakalagay dyan about performance. Performance was never mentioned as a valid ground for terminating an employee. So as a general rule, when, I, when an employee is performing poorly or not in accordance with expectations, no, it is not a valid ground for dismissal. Kailangan po talaga yung non-performance or yung poor performance ng employee has to be really serious. And kahit nabigyan mo na ng several chances, hindi talaga nag improve Dapat po mapatunayan natin through substantial evidence para po valid yung dismissal ng isang employee. No? And after due process, after hearing the explanation and the defense of the employee, the employer has to prove that the employee is either guilty of gross and habitual neglect of duty. Yan po ang pwede natin gamitin to dismiss an employee who's not performing accordance to our expectation. You have to prove that the employee is guilty of gross and habitual neglect of duty. Why? Because that is what is provided in the labor code. Not poor performance, not, not uh, failure to... Uh, comply with KPI, but it must be gross and habitual neglect of duty. Now, there's another uh, ground that you can use, which is analogous just cause. No? And according to the Supreme Court, this is called gross inefficiency. No? The employee is grossly inefficient. No? Hindi lang poorly performing, but grossly inefficient. Now, this should be based on certain standards, no? written standards of performance to determine whether the employee is performing efficiently or grossly inefficient. Yan po yung criteria na sinabi ng Supreme Court. And for, for, that, to, for, for that to be uh, determined, no? it takes time. There has to be several evaluation period. There has to be several chances given to the regular employee. And only when it is uh, proven, it, it is established that uh, the employee, after being given several opportunities, several evaluations, several appraisal, the employee is not really improving, then that's the only time that the dismissal would be valid and lawful. Okay. So, meron pa tayong isang studio guest dito, di ba, Ms. Sigrid? Yes po, meron pa diba? Si Miss uh, uh, Marivic po. Marivic, yeah. So, yeah. Let's bring Marivic to our studio. Good morning, Miss Marivic. Kumusta po kayo? Hi, good morning, Attorney Paul. Actually, I'm here with my colleague, Joanne. Hi, Joanne. 
Hi sir, good morning po. Ayan, so how can I help you? Ano po ang katanungan nyo? Uh, sir, meron po kasi kaming under ano din po kami, uh, agency na mm-hmm. meron kaming um, position. So yung question ko po sir is uh, okay lang po ba yung dual uh, role or position like driver slash delivery helper? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, pwede naman po yun. Um, nasa ano po yan eh, uh, di ba alam naman natin uh, meron tayong title for the position that, that's the job title and then we have job description. Pwede naman po yan, pwedeng multitasking. There, uh, I see no problem po dyan. Uh, driver slash uh, delivery. Pwede po yes, yan. Uh, no yes, and yung is it fair po dun sa minimum rate po? Uh, para doon sa position na driver slash delivery helper. Yes. Uh, in fact, dapat uh, hindi po tayo bababa sa minimum wage. Mm-hmm. no? So, dapat as long as they are uh, kung hindi po kayo exempted kasi if you are uh, may mga companies na exempted because they are BMBE, yung Barangay Micro Business Enterprise, mm-hmm. yun yung mga exempted from minimum wage. But if you're not exempted, then you're required to comply with the minimum wage. Now, yung minimum wage, uh, that is based on an 8-hour workday. Now, kung uh, actually, pwede pa, compliant pa rin kayo if you divide that into 8. So, lalabas yung hourly rate nila, yung rate nila per hour. So, the applicable minimum wage divided by 8, yan yung minimum hourly rate nila na pwede nyong ibigay sa kanila. Mm-hmm. Sir, um, next po, sir, is uh, since uh, third party sila or external employees po, so ang dinideliver kasi nila, sir, is mga luxury items. So, okay lang po ba, sir, na wala silang kasama na internal employee po ni principal? Well, yes, depende po yan sa arrangement nyo. Eh. So, are you con- are you concerned about the security Yes sir, the security uh, po kasi meron po sir nangyari na incident na na-damage yung, yung item mm-hmm. and then pinacha-charge po kay employee or kay sa amin po, sa employee. Yeah. Oo, nangyayari yan eh kasi uh, well, these situations happen a lot. No? Lalo na kung may mga outsource service provider, outsource worker na nadadamage yung mga items or yung property ng client principal. Now, first things first, dapat malinaw yung agreement nyo. So, between the client and between the contractor, malinaw muna yung agreement nyo with each other regarding itong mga situations na ito. So, to be fair to both, dapat kailangan before the principal, client, can charge it to the contractor dapat may uh, di ba dapat may fault or negligence mm-hmm. either the management or the employee ng contractor ang may kasalanan so dapat fair yan no para fair pero dapat pag-usapan niyo na yan sa inyong service agreement or sa service contract mm-hmm. now going to the concerned employee doon sa involved to sa nangyari now syempre may may right siya meron bawal po kasi ang automatic deduction no, yes, it is uh, bawal po ang automatic deduction pero hindi ibig sabihin na bawal mag-deduct no allowed po lalo na kung ang employee ay may accountability so if you are the employer of the employee who 
cause the damage to your client, no? kailangan pong mag-due process kayo. Bawal ang automatic deduction. Hindi komo uh, chinarge kayo ng principal. Let's say, sabi nating valuable item, sabi nating uh, 10,000 pesos. No? Mahal yun. That's a very valuable item. 10,000 pesos. So, between you, you have an agreement with your principal, then chinarge sa inyo yung 10,000 pesos. Kasi tao nyo yung involved. Di ba? Hindi po automatically yung 10,000 pesos na yun pwede nyo i-charge dun sa involved employee nyo. No? Kailangan po may due process. Yung inyong usapan with your client principal, that's between you. That's business to business agreement, business to business transaction yan. But between you and the employee, nandyan po ang ating labor code. Ang mga batas po natin protecting the employees at sabi nga dyan, bawal po ang automatic deduction. But it doesn't mean hindi pwedeng mag-deduct. Pwede po as long as you can prove that the employee is accountable. So what does that mean? It means that kailangan pong may due process. You you need to uh, send the employee a notice na ito, involved ka dito, may incident report, kasalanan mo, 10,000 pesos. Uh, please explain kung uh, bakit hindi namin dapat i-charge sa'yo yan and hold you accountable. And then you must give the employee an opportunity to defend himself, to explain. Now, kung the employee is innocent, nangyayari po yan. Accident on the road, hindi niya kasalanan, uh, binangga siya ng another driver, di ba? Hindi naman niya kasalanan yon, kaya nadabid yung item. Wala, wala kasalanan si employee and it would be unfair for you to charge the employee 10,000 pesos when in fact it was clearly accident. an accident. Di ba? So, How about under the circumstances, kung... yung, yung kayo as a contractor, sagot niyo yung loss. It's part of your business risk. So po pwede nila sir na i-charge po kay uh, kay employer po yun? Yes. Oh, depending nga sa inyong service agreement. Kaya dapat nga when you have uh, a client dapat malinaw yung terms and conditions of your agreement pag may losses. Di ba? Pag nagpadala kayo sa LBC, nagpa-logistics kayo, may mga, may mga kontratang pinapapirmahan sa inyo eh. Di ba? na hanggang dito lang yung liability ng uh, ng courier, hanggang dito lang yung liability ng lalo na pag hindi dineclare yung value, hanggang ganito lang. Dapat may ganun po kayong usapan para malinaw yung usapan nyo with your client principal. Thank you, sir. Okay. Kasi hindi natin basa-basa pwedeng i-charge yan sa employee. Di ba? May labor law po tayo protecting employees. Okay. Any more question po, oh, Miss, uh, Miss, uh, I forgot. Mavic po, thank you, sir. Thank you, attorney. Opo, wala na po. Sorry. Wala na. Okay. Thank you, thank you for guesting, for joining us in our studio. And Miss Sigrid, meron po ba tayong katanungan? May limited time na lang tayo. We have less than five minutes to go. Yes po, meron po dito from, um, Miss Evangeline Ulanday, ask ko po if sa August 28, ang ika-6 month, does the employer can issue a memo this day na hindi siya mararegular? Yes, yes. Um, kung yan po yung last day of probationary employment and uh, yan po yung last opportunity nyo, last window to inform the probationary employee that 
uh, hindi po siya mapopromote to a regular uh, employee because probationary siya and hindi siya nakapasa doon sa inyong reasonable criteria, reasonable standards. no? Kasi pag nakalampas po yung date na yan and you allow the employee to continue working beyond the probationary period, automatic regularization po yan. No? According to the Labor Code, Article 296, no? Regarding probationary employment, if a probationary employee is allowed to work after or beyond the probationary period, it will result in his automatic regularization. So yung last day of probationary uh, period niya, yun po yung last chance niyo to inform the employee. And of course, wag niyo na siyang i-allow to work beyond that. Because if you allow the probationary employee to work after that last day of probationary period, automatically regularize po siya. No? So on that day, wag nyo na po siyang papasukin the next day. No? Otherwise, regular employee po siya. Automatically. No? However, that's not the best practice. The best practice po talaga, wag na ninyong paabuti ng last day na yan. Delikado. Kasi once the employee is allowed to work, automatic po yan na regular regular po kaagad. So the best practice is on the fifth day. Ah, oh, sorry, on the fifth month. On the fifth month of the probationary period, you do the evaluation, you do the the uh the appraisal so that you will have at least 30 days of grace period because the employee might need to turn over, diba? The employee might need to do some clearances or, or diba, might have to finish certain tasks. So, ideally po talaga, on the fifth month po, yung, uh, yung uh, final evaluation ng probationary employee para meron kayong uh, uh, safe na buffer, buffer period. Okay. Meron pa, Miss Sigrid, last question siguro? Sure po. Um, the questions po from Miss Rhea, she is watching on YouTube. Sabi niya po, is it possible po ba na ma-approve ang leave request ng isang employee if kasama siya sa ginagawang investigation case ng allegedly theft incident sa isang company? Thank you. Leave request. Ah, uh... Yes, opo. Pero pwede naman, wala naman pong uh, relation yung leave request, lalo na kung emergency, health-related, di ba? Kasi pag sinabi natin leave, you did not specify kung anong klaseng leave. Maraming klaseng leave. May mga emergency leave, may mga health-related leave like mental health or uh, sick sickness leave. So marami pong reason, bereavement, no? So kung mga valid naman yung reason, why not no kahit po siya ini-investigate. Uh, of course, kailangan po when you approve the leave that since may ongoing investigation, you have to inform the employee that even if you're on leave, uh, baka magpatawag ng investigation or hearing or conference, then be ready to attend. Yun lang po. Next, oh, one last, one last. Dahil ito po ang ating season ending. This is our episode 13. This is for our season 1 of Ask Attorney Paul. This is our last episode. After this, we will be taking a season break no, for at least one month. Pero babalik po kami. Kaya, so for our last question, 
for the season. Ayan. Sino ba, Miss Secret, ang ating pagbibigyan? Um, ito po, from Miss Laura de la Cruz. Sabi niya po, Hi, Attorney Paul. We have an employee who had an accident sa office wherein nahulog siya sa chair, causing her to experience back pains. Medyo mm-hmm. maidad na po si employee. We shouldered naman po all her checkups, lab tests, meds, and transpo. Ongoing pa po ang lab test niya, pero so far wala naman pong swelling or fractures na nakita mm-hmm. except po sa lumbar, lumbar inability, which is age-related na po, possible na aggravate ng fall niya. Mm-hmm. My question is, are we obliged to pay for those days na nakasik leave siya while recupera recuperating recuperating uh, yeah so thank you for your question miss laura i i sinagot ko na to eh in our previous episode no so uh, i have a very thorough discussion about uh, work related death yung pagkamatay no na work related work related injury injury accident na nangyari while uh, at work or doing the duties no yung employee or work related illness illnesses or disease no uh, tinakal po natin yan comprehensively in our previous episode so ang suggestion ko since we have limited time check out that episode pero ang short answer no para mapagbigyan po kayo no ang short answer diyan is this uh, the answer is it depends It depends, no? So, bakit it depends? Kasi, if the employer is at fault or negligent, pag may kasalanan si employer or may contributory factors employer, may contributory negligence si employer, fault dahil hindi siya tumupad sa mga occupational safety and health standards like signages, helmet, personal protective equipment, a chair na ergonomically designed for office or whatever work is uh, required no pag hindi siya nag-comply sa occupational safety and health standards therefore may faults employer or may negligence siya then the employer is liable sa lahat po ng nangyari sa employee including therapy including uh, medication after emergency lahat po yan including loss income opportunity. Why? Because the employer is at fault. Liable po siya. No? So, yan yung, yung sagot dyan. Pero if the employer is not at fault, tinupad niya lahat ng required occupational safety and health standards, then ang responsibility lang po ng isang employer ay SSS PhilHealth Pag-ibig Uh, remittances as well as yung emergency assistance. Pag nakalabas na po si employee sa emergency room, no, na, na first aid, nabigyan ng uh, na ambulance services, nadala sa emergency room. Pag nakalabas na si employee ng emergency room, wala na pong pananagutan si employer. Why? Because wala namang kasalanan si employer eh. Compliant siya sa lahat ng occupational safety and health standards, no? So Any further therapy, any further medication, hospitalization, wala na pong pananagutan si employer. Why? Because innocent po si employer. No? And ang gagawin na lang niya is uh, to facilitate the application for compensation or benefits from the SSS, PhilHealth, yun na lang po. Or employee compensation 
Commission, ECC, no? yung EC uh, Employee com uh, Compensation, which you can process through the SSS for an additional benefit if it's work-related yung accident. Hanggang dyan lang po. No? Okay. So, thank you for your question. And we are now on overtime. And thank you so much for being with us for our first season of Ask Attorney Paul. And uh, magsasign up po tayo temporarily. I assure you, temporary lang po yung sign-up natin. We will be back with our Season 2 sometime in October or November. And abangan nyo po. No? We will try to make this uh, program better and probably bigger. We will probably invite more guests no? and more uh, resource persons. Titingnan po natin. We will try to find out how to serve you better. And maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong lahat. Thank you, thank you, lalo na sa mga nagpadala ng questions. Thank you, Ms. Sigrid. Thank you po sa The New Channel TNC for hosting Ask Attorney Paul. Bye. Have a great day. Viewing and listening to our contents do not create any client-lawyer relationship.
Whatever comments and recommendations that we give during our sessions are strictly for educational, information, and training purposes only. Please engage a trusted and reliable lawyer for legal advice and professional services. Thank you.